Hi, you are listening to the Fab and Flawed Podcast, the podcast for folks like me who are just trying to get their shit together, live a little bit healthier, and find a little bit more balance in life. From kicking negative thoughts over our heads to kicking ass, we've got this. Hey, we all have baggage, so let's unpack it together. Hi, Fab and Flawed fam. Jen Rowe, certified life coach and co-founder from Fat to Finish Line here. A quick trigger warning. This podcast discusses race, the virus, politics, and will likely have its fair share of F-bombs. If any of the above topics set you off in a really bad way, this show might not be for you. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about how we might try to love the other side in order for us to help heal, feel better about life, and learn to move positively forward. And when I say the other side, I mean the other side of how you believe and feel politically. I'm talking about the other people, you know, the ones you're pissed off at, you've stopped talking to, have unfriended, or anything of the sort. For them either severely judging and shaming you for your personal political opinions, or for whom you are judging and shaming for not seeing things the way you do. This episode has made me really nervous to do, and I've thought really long and hard. In fact, I've been wanting to do this episode and changed this episode into a happiness episode because this was stressing me out so much. But ultimately, I just feel like this is a really important topic for us to discuss. Now, my hope is that maybe this will help someone out there heal a relationship or move forward positively. Even if that friendship parts ways, I'd like to see it done in a healthy way. I may say some things in this episode that kind of pisses you off, actually. Some of you will think I'm going too soft on some of those people out there or turning blind eye to really big problems. I promise you, these are all issues that keep me up at night and tossing and turning and thinking. I have popped many an ant acid over these things. None of this stuff I take lightly. I don't like talking politics publicly. And this episode isn't really about the nitty gritty of politics or really my personal political point of view, but more about how we are dealing with what's happening. I know some of the things I say today will come out wrong, and I probably will fumble over my words trying to express my thoughts. These are really, really deep issues with really deep pain attached. I'm just going to try to do my best here. We are living in super fucked up times, like seriously, seriously, seriously fucked up times. We've got the plague and hornet bees and racial injustice. We have a divisive present and even a more divisive media. Most of the news we consume is actually opinion news and not really news news at all. And those news outlets are all driven by profit. They have audiences to attract and trumped up headlines do just the trick. Pun intended, by the way. Half of us rely on our Facebook and Twitter feeds to tell us what is happening. At every turn, we are looking for something to justify our beliefs. We can't wait to jump all over that guy. You know, the guy on the other side who misspoke, misstepped, and even just made a mistake. And a snap of a finger, a condemning meme has been created, and a self-righteous and snarky post is shared and shared and shared. Then there's this virus. 
Some of us can't wait to return to the world, and some of us are scared to return to the world. We wonder if anything will ever feel normal again. We worry about illness and the economy. We are wading through mixed messages, weeding through conspiracy theories. We're wearing masks and distancing ourselves, or we're trashing the masks and giving the corona the double bird salute. Social media and mainstream media is feeding a story upon story of all the doom and gloom out there, and we are just pointing fingers at the other side, the other side from us, telling fellow Americans all around, you're with us or you're against us. You, you're the problem. We are so busy blaming the other side on the problem that we are spending very little time, aside from Facebook fighting, on talking long enough to the other side to fix the problem. We are completely divided, and it seems there is just more and more hate every day. Americans have animosity towards one another in a way I've never seen, and it's seriously messing with my head. Perhaps it's messing with yours, too. I know if I'm trying to match my own depression and anxiety through all of this, a lot of you guys must be, too. And that's why I decided to talk about this today. Now, a little bit about where I came from. During the 1980s, my, my hometown of North Bergen, New Jersey, and school where I grew up was wonderful. It was super diverse, and we had many first-generation kids from around the globe. My friends were Cuban, Italian, African-American, Arabic, Egyptian, Indian, Korean, Caribbean, Greek, Yugoslavian, Chinese, you name it. We had every culture at my school, and it was amazing. There was never a race or nationality bias because we were just such a mixed melting pot. There wasn't really one dominant race or nationality. We were all pretty much working class. Sure, there were a few kids who might have been able to afford an extra pair of Reeboks sneakers or guest jeans, and there were a few kids who had just a little less, but there wasn't really extreme wealth or poverty. We were all kind of in the same blue-collar boat for the most part, and we all just got along. I mean, this upbringing I now realize was super special. Different nationalities and races were celebrated. At least that was my worldview and experience at the time. Perhaps the other kids saw it differently. But in my naive, idealistic teenage brain and with limited experience with less diverse neighborhoods, racism was just about eradicated. At the time, I believed everyone shared my worldview and experience. I grew up in a very liberal democratic household and a daughter to a hippieish mom who graduated high school in 1969. My dad is as patriotic as it gets and has even made a documentary about some of the issues we face in America. Sure, he could be a little rough around the edges. He was a blue gal- also a blue-collar guy who worked very hard for his family and grew up in New Jersey. Where do you think I got my overusage of the F word from? But he's super intelligent and passionate about his opinions. I've seen my very tough guy dad tear up on more than one occasion when speaking of his gay friend he grew up with. Back then, his friend grappled with sexuality, and I believe he wanted to marry a woman, but then later came out of the closet. His family was very religious, and he struggled just being comfortable with who he was. Eventually, he sadly committed suicide. My dad feels if society was just a little bit more accepting back then, his friend would still be here. And because of things like this and other civil injustices, my parents are very proud, very vocal, and very liberal Democrats. But their passion for politics often turn into deep, deep Facebook fights with other people, and there has been much name-calling and unfriending. Lifelong friendships and relationships with family members who don't feel the same as they do have soured. 
And I love my parents very, very much. I admire the balls they both have to stand up for what they believe in. And it's balls that I don't have, certainly. I don't have the guts to go on Facebook and, and, and have these uh, confrontations. But I have to think there's a better way than that. I have also have family members who are as religious and as red state as they come. My aunt, the baby sister to my very liberal father, by the way, had a different path. She found herself in different situations and had entirely other experiences. Somewhere along the way, their worldviews split off and they began to see things through different lenses. She's very loving and would give you her last dime, but politically as opposite as you could get from my dad. In trying to defend her point of view, she also gets passionate. She loves her family, her country, as much as anyone. She is racially tolerant as can be, and her children are half African American. She is also a Trump supporter. Needless to say, my aunt and my father are no longer Facebook friends. But I love my aunt very much. You see, I have friends on both sides of the aisle and who have very valid points for feeling the way they feel. In fact, so many of those blue-collar kids I grew up in this melting pot of of the town I came from are on the other side. And I'm talking about some of my closest friends in the whole wide world, friends I've had for close to 40 years, like your ride-or-die friends. And I love them very, very much. So all of this hate for our fellow Americans has been extremely troubling for me. And I'm having a very hard time dealing with separating some of my own politics and opinions from those I love who don't see what I see. Why are you on the other side? If you are deeply anti-Trump, you might see Trump as a homophobe, sexist, racist who's creating a climate which is allowing racism to be stirred up and a guy who would rather protect his ego than the nation. You might see a dangerous dictator, someone who might have even been compared to Hitler. And if someone you know likes Trump, you're just baffled. How can they not see what you see? They are supporting those things. You cannot tolerate anyone who would support a racist, homophobic, sexist, not to mention the politics and policy that probably also don't support your point of views. In your mind, silence equals acceptance, and if they don't speak out loudly about the outrage like you do, then they're complicit. You think, how can they not see this? They must be just as as racist as Trump, and now it's time for me to unfriend you. Now, if you are a Trump fan, you probably don't see Trump that way at all. From talking to my Trump-supporting friends, you might see him as a savvy business guy with street smarts who know how to knows just what to do to turn the country around. You can point to a bunch of things that he's doing great that no one in the media is even talking about. You can take every caught on cam gotcha that makes Trump look like a racist, homophobe, or just an ass and demonstrate how a liberal media has taken the incident or comment completely out of context. You will point out the African-Americans who are Trump supporters and voters and may remind folks how the Democrats were actually the party of the KKK and Lincoln was a Republican after all. You might say, racist? I'm not racist. Democrats support the system that keeps people of color dependent on welfare and assistance instead of enabling to do more and go for the American dream. I am certainly not racist. One insult. 
Sure, you might also wish that Trump would just delete his Twitter account and maybe shut his mouth because, you know, he's not a polished politician. He talks off the cuff and sometimes he says things that even make you cringe. But at the end of the day, you just see a guy who puts America first, takes no shit and represents the average Joe like you who's just trying to work hard and get ahead. You think, how can you not see what I see? If you saw what I saw, you would agree that people are being brainwashed by the media and politicians on the left are trying to control how you think and keep the working man down. So how could the people I love so much think so differently? It really had me thinking and it's become kind of a weird mission of mine to start to try to understand belief systems, worldviews, and why people think the way they think. You see, as a mostly liberal Democrat, I saw a lot of good friends and people I love on the quote-unquote other side from me. I mean, why weren't they seeing things the way I saw it? These folks on the other side, these are people I love very, very much, and I know they are not bad people. And I also simply refuse to believe in labeling my Trump friends as racist or deplorables because I know they're not. They're awesome people who would drive three hours in the middle of the night to pick you up. No questions asked. They're the people who volunteer their time and money to amazing organizations. They're the people who have wiped tears away from people on hard times and on bad days, and I've seen them stand up to bullies and not tolerate racism. They are the friends that will help me bury the body. And I can say the exact same thing for the people I love who hate Trump too. At the end of the day, most of my friends are inherently the same when I put them side by side. They are just on the other side. Now, I don't actually have a problem with the fact that we all see things differently. I have bigger problem with our own inflexibility in allowing others to have their views, which becomes the bigger problem. We've become way too quick to call each other names. You're a racist or you're a libertard. I mean, guys, what the actual fuck is going on? We do have real problems in this country but going on Facebook and ranting and pointing fingers and calling people names and putting simple memes up this is just not the fucking answer stop hating the person on the other side and start listening now I don't think you have to agree with that person that person might be wrong completely wrong but I firmly believe if you can start to listen without wanting to jump down the other person's throat if we can really start to just open our ears and listen to each other without getting ready to just make our point and prove how wrong the other person is, well, maybe we get to understand a little bit of why they think the way they do. And if we can understand why they think the way they do, then we have a shot of actually talking and changing things. Will we agree on things? Hopefully. Will we likely not agree on things? Probably. But this turning on each other is getting the country nowhere. I am a registered Democrat. And I loved Obama, and I understand the strong distaste for Trump for my party. In my humble opinion, he is polarizing, and even my Trump-supporting friends would agree that he could be. He just says a lot of stupid shit, and that stupid shit is front and center every day. But I will begrudgingly say this, because I don't want to be wrong either, right? I want my viewpoints to be 100% right. But I will begrudgingly say is drummed and what a lot of what is drummed up as racism and 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 really bad comments are taking out of context. Now believe me, the last thing I want to do is defend DJT. But in debating some of these things, I've been challenged to look up what is actually said and when, why and how. 
And yes, to me, some of the shit is straight up indefensible, but there is also a lot out of context. We are very fired up people right now, and our fingers are on the trigger and looking for reasons to shoot. Even I got caught in the fire with someone on my side, so to speak. So my friend uh, Dina posted a little something about, you know, remembering who some of our heroes are when it came to police officers. And she posted some images from 9-11. One of the images was of a childhood friend, uh, Chris Amoroso, who died on 9-11 as a a Port Authority police officer who ran in and out of the burning building several times to save people's lives. On the last time he ran in to save somebody's life, he didn't make it out. Now, this was a near and dear friend, and he is definitely a hometown hero. So Dina posting that made me love her post and also saying thank you for posting this and explained the story of how he was a a school friend of mine and, you know, he made us very proud. And some guy that I didn't even know came at me as if I, you know, was the most racist person on the internet and said, well, I hope that makes it okay in your brain that black people are getting murdered every day. Feel uncomfortable yet? Now, it took me a minute because I was like, oh, wow. Well, first of all, I'm as, probably as liberal as they come. And secondly, second of all, this wasn't really a political thing. But this guy's finger was on the trigger and he was just ready to shoot. Anybody who didn't lockstep with him said, yep, you know, you're right. Uh, all cops are bad or whatever his viewpoint is. I'm not even sure what his viewpoint is because I didn't really get into it my response to him was exactly pretty much what I just said he was a a childhood friend it wasn't meant to be political you know please you know don't be so self-righteous you know because it's not fair and when you run into a building to try save somebody's life and not make it out then maybe you could come at me so that was that was the extent of that Facebook fight and pretty much the only one I've ever had of that nature but I could see how it felt to all of a sudden have somebody completely misunderstand my point of view because he was so passionate about his own point of view so we are in such a combative place and we're so ready to attack so now what do we do okay first of all if there is someone who's just too toxic to deal with like you know that guy the person who is a a a bigot or a racist or a sex whatever it is and that person is not going to ever be able to have a normal conversation with you and that person isn't you know related to you or someone you ever really loved well then maybe that doesn't deserve your effort heart or patience at the end of the day I think this is all about us being healthy and making good choices right so if there's someone who's just so far gone gone from your core values, you know, whether they're anti-gay marriage or openly racist, whatever it is, then yes, you should probably cut that person from your life. There are just some people who are not worth fighting for. I would encourage you to let go of those types of people to just at least maintain your health and sanity. But I'm talking about the people that you have in your life that you adore, that you love, that was a, were a part of you, who's your family, your friends, people you have lifelong relationships with, and you know they're not bad people. You know they're good and reasonable folk, and you just don't know why they think the way they do. Those are the people I urge you to work on a relation, having a relationship with. So there is some advice I'm going to give you and you could take it or leave it. And I know that a lot of this is going to sound a little Pollyanna-ish to some of you guys, but it is what it is. And I hope you'll consider some of it and maybe it'll help somebody. Number one, 
If you really want to talk to somebody about politics and you really believe that that person is just not seeing the way or the light or whatever it is, please, please start that discussion off of social media. Get the fuck off Facebook, people. Honestly, I think the reason we are in this mess is because of all the bullshit on Facebook, the memes, the misinformation, the mob mentality. It's relentless, and we are on a 24-hour social feed of drama. Call the person. Start a dialogue. Ask questions. Say, I see you support so-and-so. Can you tell me why? And then shut up and listen. Don't be already forming your, your, your rebuttal. Resist your urge to shut them down or argue or defend your right or belittle them. Don't be more right them than them. Just listen. Take notes and ask questions. Point out how you see things a little bit differently and then ask them to explain how they see that same issue. Take your notes and research several different sources from both sides and see if what they are seeing is actually right. And if it's still not right, can you at least see why they see it that way? I think Understanding someone is very healing even if you don't agree. And by the way, I think one of the other problems we're having right now is that a lot of our definitions are different. I speak to liberal friends and their definition of, say, something like white privilege is completely different than the way a conservative sees that definition. And usually once I understand, like a liberal understands why a conservative sees a, a definition one way and why they see why, and then they understand why we see it another, usually there's a, a little bit of a head scratch, like, oh, I didn't see it that way. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of miscommunication out there. And I think that we need to start to open that up. And I think we need to get off Facebook when we have those conversations, um, and then, if you are going to keep on Facebook, start leading by example with kindness. If you really can't help yourself from doing politics on social media, then at least try not to be that guy who's always the one riling up everybody with the insulting memes or the snarky shit. Stop calling other people's names on social media. We are not 12 and we are not bullies. I'm not saying that you shouldn't politely correct people when they are sharing misinformation. Although I do think it's a little bit more kind to do it on private message versus putting someone on blast for everybody. Because negativity breeds negativity. Post reputable articles that can be used as a starting point for offline discussions if you feel the need to express your opinion. Shut down and delete comments that are disrespectful, disrespectful to the people on your post. Ironically, Good debate and healthy discussions can actually lead to people changing their minds. But I promise you that no one ever in the history of politics changed their minds during a conversation that was started with the other guy saying, Hey, listen, you racist, deplorable asshole. Or, you fucking self-righteous snowflakes think you know everything. If you really want to make a change, then adopt the attitude of a salesman. A salesman who bullies people into buying things really won't last long. But salespeople with a good product and a good attitude can really make a killing. Be a good salesman with a good product. Next, take a deep breath and a time out before you post or speak. Please, I know we get fired up. We're like, we read something, we just, our brains are going to explode. Stop a minute and don't just spew. And please, guys, never, ever, ever <laughs> do this uh, under the influence. After a couple of wines, is definitely not the time to have a conversation about politics. 
I want you to stop and think about the person who posted it. Now, if there's someone you don't give a shit about, unfriend them or ignore the post, right? It's not really worth engaging in a big debate with somebody you're not going to change their mind with anyway or get any place with, right? But if you love that person, if you ever did, please think about the reasons you do love this person in the first place. Why do you respect them? What did you respect about them? Why might they feel this way? Why might they think your thinking is wrong? Separate the politics from the person for a second. Ask yourself, if politics didn't exist, would I still love this person? People and belief systems are super complicated. They are not believing what they believe just to hurt or spite you. They just have had different environments, worldviews, and experiences that have shaped them. We are all subject to confirmation bias that enforces our opinions, and our brains are trained to seek that kind of thing out. There are layers to unfold, and belief systems are complicated. And even though you probably 100% think that the way you think is right and the good way, take one step back and think about this. What if the way you think is wrong? What if in some strange, twisted universe, suddenly you met God or a unicorn or whatever works for you, and they came and said, actually, you're the one who's seeing everything wrong, and here's all the proof. You still wouldn't want to immediately believe them because our belief systems are super ingrained and complicated. Our beliefs are that deep. Pull one belief out of your brain and a whole house of cards in our psyche can collapse. It's a lot to grasp. So stop being so right for just one minute and think, well, what if the way I've been seeing things is skewed? It might be or might not be. But just like you're saying your ways, so is the other person. Why do they have to come to you? Why can't you come to them a little bit? Why can't you just stop? And, and, and by the way, please don't answer that question. Don't, don't email me and tell me why you're right and they're wrong and whatever, because this is really kind of rhetorical and just something for you to think about. Um, <laughs> but there's a really simple example of this, and that's the dressed optical illusion from a few years back. Do you remember this one? And if not, Google it, and I'll put it on my website. But there was this dress, right? And half of the world saw the dress as blue, and half of, it, of the world saw it as gold. Now, we all argued, right? I saw it as blue, and people saw it as gold. I, I, I thought they were insane. I was like, what, what are you talking about? But we went back and forth. We all went back and forth, and it was really funny, right? Who was right? Who was wrong? We all agreed at the end of the day we saw a dress, right? But we had different perspectives, and neither of us was necessarily right or wrong. Most of us was willing to come around to figure out, even if they couldn't see the color the other person was seeing, that they weren't seeing something wrong, right? So... I know it's a little bit of a lame example when it comes to politics. It's a very simple way of boiling it down. But the point is, is sometimes there's one issue that doesn't have a right or wrong. It's just the way you see it. The next thing I really suggest you do is to start limiting or taking a social media and news break. You don't need to ingest drama 24-7. There's so much more to life than politics, the coronavirus, and yes, even racism. These are all really, really important issues, and I'm not saying to just ignore them. I'm not suggesting you become ignorant to important issues, but we are so becoming addicted to getting fired up every second of every day about everything, and it's not healthy. And this is what's truly driving a wedge between people. Grab your favorite guy from the other side, 
who you don't necessarily agree with politically and do something fun outside of social media, if possible. Something that brings you guys together instead of tearing you apart. Try a weekly book club chat or watch a good Netflix drama and discuss. Go for a run together. Reconnect. Create meaningful and respectful conversations about stuff other than politics so then when you guys are ready to discuss politics, you've already reestablished a bond and a respectful way of speaking with one another. Listen, I want you to peacefully protest when there's injustice and racism. It's super important we do that. I want us to still hold bad cops and bad public figures accountable. I think it's imperative that we do these things, but it's also super important we have these discussions and healthy, productive debate. Sometimes there will be ignorance that we just can't crack or get around. But my hope is that when and where we can, we can start to find more productive ways of making change and having talks and create meaningful and respectful discussions with the people we love. Listen, there's a lot to deal with here. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I know that you guys are going to have a lot to say. And I mean, I don't know how this is going to be taken at all. I think for me, I just want to start from a place where we could start to respect each other again and not call names and not label each other because we are not labels. People are complex. If somebody likes somebody, it doesn't make them this or that. It means they just see things differently. How can we start to see things a little bit more together? We are all Americans at the end of the day. This fighting and hating each other is not going to solve anything. We have to be better than that. I'm, so, I'm sad that we're dealing with this. I'm sad that we have such tough emotions. I'm sad that we, we, we've had years and years of, of, of crappiness to deal with. But it's going to get worse if we don't start to try to figure out a way to make things better. Anyway, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep researching this, and I'm going to try to learn how we could bridge gaps a little bit. And at the end of the day, and as Americans – I believe most of us just deserve love, respect, and even the right to have their own opinion. So uh, I went a little bit longer than usual, so thanks for hanging in there with me. Thanks for listening. Let's continue this conversation in the Fab and Flawed private community. But be nice, be respectful, and no calling each other names. Thanks again for joining me. I'll see you next time. Bye now. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. My goal is to help you dream bigger, find joy, and reach your goals. If you want to suggest a topic for the show or learn how you can bring me on as your very own personal life coach, then visit me at fabandflawed.com. That's F-A-B-A-N-D-F-L-A-W-E-D.com. Fabandflawed.com. I look forward to being a part of your journey and I thank you so much for being a part of mine.